Um, so snacks, always eat them. Okay. <laughs> Try not to crunch directly into the microphone if possible, because I've gotten people on Twitter have said that grosses them out. Understandable. <laughs> I never thought about it. Yeah, yeah. Or at least add the flavor of something like, and then you step on his bones. Yes. <laughs> That's how we do it. All right. Uh, so, guys, welcome. That's <laughs> a little frantic. Let me try that out. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome once again to Never Tell Me the Odds, the Star Wars RPG podcast, the podcast for a group of improvisers and entertainers and awesome nerds that I know get around and play the Star Wars RPG by Fantasy Flight Games. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. It's going to be a great game. We are leading into the ultimate like conclusion of all this as we also lead up to freaking Force Awakens coming out. <laughs> New Star Trek, baby. <laughs> and we lose all your listeners. <laughs> the sound of Twitter power. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but so we're wrapping up this storyline, but we actually have some other ones that are starting up, so don't worry. We're not going anywhere. I'm excited. Yeah. That's right. Can we do the quick around the table who's all here? Uh, sure. I'm uh, Daniel Acker. I'll be playing uh, Derek, the droid who thinks he's a human, mm-hmm. <laughs> who. It's really into an Earth comic series about everyday mundane employees, but he uh, is actually starting to think up and create superheroes. So you're welcome, nerds. <laughs> of the Star Wars universe? Yes. Luke Skywalker would totally have been reading these yeah. on Tatooine had they been invented in time. Exactly. Hi, I'm Jeanette. Uh, I will be playing the uh, incorrigible Lorik. Encourageable now. He's encourageable. <laughs> you can't encourage him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's encourageable. <Yeah. laughs> okay, uh, Lorik is uh, who? Who is this character? Lorik is a force-sensitive Wookiee. He doesn't want to be here, but he's doing the best he can. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, hey, uh, I'm Tom Fons, and I play Dam, uh, which stands for Decryption Android Aeronautical Mechanic and Navigator. Uh, he's a droid with underworld connections and mm-hmm. smuggling connections, and uh, oh, and he uh, has a part of his memory chip that's been missing, uh, and he's he's trying to figure yeah. it out. He's figured out a little bit, or, or pieces. And the last he's, time we... he's figured out a, la- a love uh-huh. from a surf- sulfuric planet. Yes. Uh, uh, what else has he learned? Uh, he's about, learned shit. You'll figure it out. Listen to the old episodes, yeah. guys. It's all in there. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, the last time we, the listeners, saw Dam, he was with Baltarf in a, not Jabba the Hutt, but a hut right. arena of death contest, and you guys yeah. were fighting for your lives, and uh, Baltarf got dragged off and frozen in carbonite. You escaped, however. I did. All right. Last but not least... Uh, I'm Andrew. I'll be playing Gibby Bindu, who is a uh, extremely uh, heavyset, mm-hmm. elderly Mon Calamari, aka Admiral Akbar type, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he is one of the galaxy's greatest diplomats and lovers and monsters. <laughs> I think we could argue. What? He, what greatest monsters? Monster. Ethically? Ethically, maybe? No. Maybe, maybe it is the. Im- Imperial scum, but <laughs> no one to no one whose heart is true and bold. <laughs> okay, uh, and I'm I'm David Crennan. I'll be your uh, dungeon master, game master, space master again today. And it's my pleasure to part the veil of reality or the blast doors of reality. 
Beautiful. Yeah. Going strong. That's right. <laughs> Glass door of reality. I, I just can't say it with a straight face. You I gotta lead into that dream. one. That's what you have trouble saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I actually want to start this out before I get into the where you are and what's going on with last time on Never Tell Me the Odds. So screen goes black, those words appear in white, and we're gonna get a quick opening montage recapping all the important plot points, because it's been a while. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so fade in on the moon of Alderaan. Fallen Jedi Typhon Soont picks up a dark, black, mysterious artifact. At last, the ancient artifact. You guys, we'll take that. Yoink. Gary's character Logan. Get out of here, guys. I'll buy you time. Ah, oh, I've been stabbed by a lightsaber. Cole's dead. You guys. Let's get out of here! Uh. <laughs> the moon explodes. Cut to Ord Mantell. Doopy sitting in his junk shop. Doopy. Motherfuckers! I've analyzed this artifact! It's a key! A key to the long-lost vault of the ancient Rakata Empire! A shadow moves across the screen. Wait! Who's there? Cut to Lorik cradling Doopy's dead body. Lorik. Doopy! No! Crane shot up into the sky. <laughs> Cut to dreamscape. Uh, Lorik is standing opposite a mysterious robed man. My name is Atros. The future holds much in store for you, including the Force. Let me guide you on your path. Lorik. Okay, I guess. Cut to Candelian <laughs> 3. A uh, far-flung desert planet. An old alien is explaining something about the uh, relic. You see, that Rakatan vault is concealed in this nearby asteroid. You guys, hurry, let's go there. <laughs> Commandant Vola shows up, voiced by Eartha Kid. Not so fast! Fallen Jedi Typhon suit, stop them! Gary's character, Malcolm. Get out of here, guys. I'll buy you some time. Oh. Ah, oh, my arm! <laughs> you guys, get out of here! Typhon. I'll stop you this time. Oh, shit! The TIE Fighter is on explodes. <laughs> Cut to the interior of your ship, Dara Organa, who looks like uh, Karen Allen from the 1980s. I deceived you, and I sold you out before, but now I want to be your goddamn partner! Derek? Yes, very good. Adara. <laughs> Look! It's the asteroid of that ancient forgotten vault! We got here! We did it! Cut to interior of asteroid, Atros. You've made it to the long-lost Rakatan Vault. Now, please free me from my eternal prison. Lorik. Eh, I don't know. Cut to Atros. <laughs> my life force is being drained by the Rakatan sinister machinery. You must find the computer core. Derek. I love my comic books. Everything, everything you need to know, hopefully, to pick up right here. I love it, like wow. how we're either mm -hmm. inconsequential to the plot or actively working against it at most times. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly that, yeah. Yeah, it's my pleasure <laughs> to play with you guys. So, the Blasters of Reality part you guys are standing in the inside of this asteroid. Uh, last time we left off with you guys, you had gotten through this assembly droid line. assembly line, and droids were attacking you, and you got through that. And Atros is being projected by this little floating droid thing that's projecting his hologram. That's how he's been speaking to you guys. So he's floating along beside you. Yes, just a little further ahead. Once again, voiced by Gary Oldman. 
you guys kind of walk across this narrow stone archway. It's, it's dusty, dry, and drab, gray stone. And there's this big black archway. And it's just like in those dreams, Lorik, that you used to have way back at the beginning. Come to life now. And if you pass through, you're in this massive black void. So large that you, you can't see where it even ends. All you see are these kind of circular stone platforms of various sizes and these these narrow walkways that connect them. And it's this weird sense of almost being like fleas inside of an enormous stopped clock or something like that. Like you're in the mechanism of this vast and ancient clock. Think, by the way, here's a good visual. The labyrinth at the end of the movie, the labyrinth, there's like all the stairways and it's mm-hmm. in a void. Kind of imagine like it's that. an Escher painting. Not like an Escher painting, but just that kind of that stonework and these platforms. You're led up by Atros's guiding word right to a massive silver vault door wider than your arms width looks like it's made out of some pristine metal everything else is dusty and old but this is untouched gleams with a strange alien sheen and a uh, 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 it's inscribed with like this really complex pattern of interlocking circles complex scaled kind of design and in the dead center is a hole which has been punched right into it very smoothly that looks like the exact same size and shape as this pizza pizza <laughs> of this artifact that you've been carrying with you this whole time thank you pizza man great <laughs> for pizza that looks like good pizza <laughs> nom 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 okay uh, so you guys are standing in front of this doorway with you in total the group currently is Gippy Bindu Lorik hi okay. Derek the droid hello Adara, played by 1980s Karen Allen, standing there in her uh, kind of like battle dress. We made it. And uh, Steve Buscembot, or Steve Buscemi. <laughs> I forgot what we described it. He's like a giant um, polyhedral droid with spider legs and a single glowing red eye. It's like 10 feet tall. And uh, the little floating droid that's projecting the hologram of Atros. You've made it all this way. Now the artifact, who has it? Beyond this doorway, within here will lie the central computer core. Once you access that, you'll be able to free me from my mind prison where I've been trapped these many thousands of years. Adara chimes in as well and goes, forget about that, the riches. If we come out of there with just a handful of forgotten technology, we'll be set for life. Who has the artifact at this point? Lower one. Derek goes, wait, the artifact. Then we cut to the artifact curiously on the edge of a cliff. (laughs) (laughs) On the edge of this this void. Yes. Teetering. Yikes. Uh. Nobody move. (laughs) All right, so Lower, if if you have the artifact, what do you do at this point? So the door's there. There's the... uh... I have a bad feeling about this. I'm going to put it in. Okay. It slides in. Said every guy on a drunken night. <laughs> but that was also a great Star Wars reference because they say that in every movie. They say it when they slide yeah, it in. Someone's drunk. Yeah, someone's yeah. drunk. Like, I'm, someone, yeah. we're going to fuck now. <laughs> Lucas is like, yes, yes. Fucking Lane's like, wait a minute. I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> it slides in this artifact that you've held on to so, for so long. This black. 11-inch round cylinder. <laughs> You're not having this on yeah. <laughs> Simply describing what the artifact looks like. <laughs> yeah. Everything else is on you, listener. Which you've had for so long with you, you've carried with you these years you've been traveling. Feels a bit odd to, to push it into this 
waiting hole. But yes, but yes, so right. I hate you guys. It slides in with with an extremely fuck, extremely satisfying amount of resistance. Just as it, um, again. Not trying to be sexual here. I'm seriously not. But it's that, like, you know, if you have, like, a book. I gotta put that on my bookshelf. Yeah. And there's just yeah. a little gap at the end. You slide it in and it just fits perfectly. I'm gonna use a cigarette after this. Yeah. yeah. The, oh, yeah. We the know door whispers about. quietly. It's slower. <laughs> <laughs> you slide the artifact in. Oh, God. Stop it. It goes into the hole. And then it, there's a click that resonates throughout this entire massive cavern that you're in. And then kind of a thrumming, and then nothing. Silence. It stops. Sounds a lot like sex to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) this seems like as good a time as any to introduce the drinking rules. Yay! Yay. Whenever anything's overtly sexual, drink an entire bottle. Uh Oh Oh, no, we gotta drink these bottles! Oh my goodness! Uh, So... Uh, Anytime David makes a sexual innuendo and then relates it sadly to just something he experienced in a library. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to pretend that one didn't hurt. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, so the drinking rules. Yeah, I'm I'm introducing mandatory drinking now, guys, for you, the listeners, to enjoy better. Uh, But the idea is that every session is going to be paired with a particular alcohol that uh, either I curate or ask for suggestions from you guys. So today we're recording in autumn, and this is also kind of the autumn of our adventure. We're reaching nearly the end, so the leaves are falling from the trees. So I have a selection of nice autumnal drinks here, uh, a providential Belgian-style golden ale. That's a Trader Joe's product, by the way. But, uh, an autumn maple Belgian-style brown ale. This is by the brewery. It's half syrup. It's just it's <laughs> merely merely brewed with yams, molasses, maple syrup, and spices. Oh, I'll be drinking yeah. that. We also have Dan Amour Cuvée Spéciale Cidre Brut, an alcoholic cider, and then finally a pumpkin uh, hard cider by Ace. Photos of that will be up online. No, we're not sponsored by any of these people, but hey, if you've got booze and you want to sponsor us, get in touch on Twitter. We're at NTMTO Podcast at Never Tell Me The Odds Podcast. Also, website www.starwarsrpgpodcast.com. All the episodes are there, um, including bonus game material like a breakdown of all the players or uh, downloadable stats that you can use in your own game for, like, Tusken Raiders or for these characters. If you want Gippy Bindu to show up and have him die in some horrible way, you can do that. You can download it. <laughs> or have him be great. That- yeah. <laughs> download Gippy to do whatever you want. Whatever with you want with. Yeah, it's the features now, and it's really pervy. Mm-hmm. So these are these are our drinks. So the rules of these are: anytime you roll and you generate threat, however many threat you have left over, you have to take that many drinks. So if you had three and you have to drink that, on top of what other effects are happening. Anytime you want to flip a force point from our force pool, that's a drink for everybody at the table. Oh. And anytime okay. you roll the spare, you have to finish your drink. Ooh. Yeah. So those are the rules. So we've got some good stuff to drink here. Okay. So uh, you you insert this into the door. It does not open. And at that point, the high laughter of Commandant Vola echoes towards you guys across the cavern. <laughs> and as you turn around, you can see on the opposite side, sure enough, the Imperial Officer Commandant Vola, who's been chasing you across the galaxy, 
standing in the flesh opposite you guys, not even 100 feet away in this open archway, and flanking her behind her, an entire brigade of stormtroopers somewhere overhead or storm or star destroyer must have arrived. Why yes. Let's go ahead and generate our force pool. See how many light side and dark side points we have to play with. Daniel, you want to roll that and see what we get? One dark. One dark side. One dark side. All right. One dark side. Oh no, guys, this is not good for you. One dark side. Woo. All right, and that means I get a roll. So we have four dark side on the board. Oh, can I have that one back? Thank you. Four dark side on the board. Fuck. Two light side. All right. So that's still not bad. Four dark side, two light side points. But her laughter comes drifting out to you guys, even as you stand helplessly next to this door, totally exposed. And she kind of starts crossing this stone bridge, coming closer and closer to you guys. You can see that there's at least 50 stormtroopers behind you. It's like an entire brigade. It's enough to take a city. Speeder bikes and shit like that behind them. (laughs) You guys, she crosses coming right up to you guys. Flanked on either side by, like, you know, two stormtroopers. The rest of the troops standing a little ways back. There was this kind of narrow stone bridge, so not too many people can come across at once. So the rest of the force is 20, 30 feet behind her, but all the guns are pointed at you guys. She comes right up to your group. My, my. Not what you expected? <laughs> no, precisely what we expected. <laughs> I've been waiting for you. I couldn't resist my charms, could you? Very well, I accept your proposal. We shall be married. <laughs> Forthwith. Commandant Vola, says Adara Organa, who's there. You sold me out once already, you bitch. Think I'm going to let you do it again? Don't you talk that way to my wife. <laughs> I don't think she's trying to marry you. What preposterous. What else could a woman want to do with me? <laughs> I can think of several things. Oh, you saucy lass. Does Vola door open? Oh, uh, yeah. In fact, that's the sole reason she's come here is okay. because she... I didn't know she wanted to stop it. The We're Emperor, in a kind of Hitler kind of twist, has great desire for artifacts from antiquity, which he kind of likes to collect, especially rare artifacts. I guess that's one of the better Hitler twists. <laughs> 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 like, where's he going with this? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh right. into, you know, <laughs> He loves antiquity. <laughs> he just loved them. Like, just like Hitler. Uh, yeah. Could be. Like on Antiques Roadshow, that's what they say. It's like, kind of like a little bit like Hitler today. Oh my god. And here it goes, well, if you wanted to kill us, you clearly could have, but instead you decided to laugh, so we would turn around and, <laughs> and see all these stormtroopers. So, having a little trouble getting this door open, I'm assuming you want to help us out. I want you to put your weapons on the ground and surrender. Mm. Adara, never! Well, fuck, we're outgunned. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I spoke too quickly. Yeah, it's a quick 180. My next thought was, we'll just get shot to death. So. I'm not here. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, <laughs> she says, talking to the other droid who's there. Not Derek. Droid? No, not Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I guess talking to the uh, Steve Buscemba. <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> ah, jeez. Yes, well, there's a secret to opening up the door, and I just happen to know it. I bet you can't say it out loud. This always gets them. <laughs> <laughs> I will, perhaps. My friend will tell you. With that, you guys hear and see something you never thought you'd see. A face burned into your mind from the last time you saw him. 
and you hear this heavy breathing echoing toward you guys. From the stormtrooper's part, and then stepping out, striding forward, crossing this platform toward you guys, Logan. No! I was hoping for Doopy. No! <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's Logan, Gary's old character. Guys, go back to the archives and listen to episode three. One at the very three. least. One through three would be great, but three is the one where he got stabbed. Spoilers. <laughs> well, I hope you made it this way. Okay. <laughs> All right, but yeah, you left him for dead on the planet. Uh, he got stabbed, moon exploded. Surely he must be dead, but here he is, alive again, staggering forward. Now, the way Logan works, looks at this point is... <laughs> the way he works. Well, yeah, because he's, he's not fully human anymore. You can see massive cybernetic implants have been put in him everywhere. One arm has clearly been replaced with like a robotic arm, part of his leg, and you can see all sorts of stuff going on on his torso. 11-inch cylinders. No, none of that. <laughs> well, maybe. We'll get into that later. Uh, like metal plate over part of the head with like one cyborg eye. Like Just the get gr- stabbed once? Why Why so many No, oh, planet exploded underneath him as well. Uh, that's okay. That's pretty yeah, good. Logan can fill you in on all that. What happened to him exactly? <laughs> but clearly has been rebuilt. Kind of a, looks like kind of a RoboCop situation. You guys are looking at, um, and he walks forward implacably, and you're not even sure if he recognizes you guys or not. Who would like to play Logan? Where's Gary? Can Uh, live via satellite? Gary's taking care of his (laughs) child? Live via hologram? Come on. And adopting like a new child. We're a life choices. I know. I can play Gary's character. Those things take care of themselves. What? Logan's back. David. (laughs) So I'm just trying to do a mess, Gary. <laughs> I wanted him to die so it's honorable. Oh, come on! Uh, okay. Uh, we'll also say some... Dam is also, you guys see, brought up from behind. Behind. In fact, Logan probably has Dam. That works very well. I have many friends. Dam gets pulled along. He's manacled together. Uh, Logan's, like, pulling him along. You, you like the Slave Leia bikini? Yeah. Okay. Is that... You think that's yes. the case? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'll get explained, but yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's too much for right now. So obviously, something happened between the time we saw you blast off to safety with uh, Gemda, mm-hmm. uh, Rodian, and now possibly she turned you in or something like that over to the Empire, and you've, you've come back into the clutches. But yeah, so you get kind of pulled up to the central platform. You guys flash back to something that Doopy once said to you. It looks like. Again, I'm sorry, voiced by Samuel L. Jackson. Looks like this motherfucking artifact is some kind of key, but it uses an unusual genetic imprinting device. The only people who can use it are the ones who have formed some sort of connection with it. Which would be Lorik. <laughs> that's my commandant Bola. It's not bad. Thank you. Yes, Lorik. You, but also Dippy, but also your friend Logan. Yes. That's our main reason for keeping him alive. Now that he's back, we shall be able to open this door on our own terms. Take their arms. <laughs> I'm going to hockey shirt you. <laughs> that's that good, Gary. Uh, Logan's on their side. Well, seemingly. Well, let's go over yeah. to Logan. So, I'm Logan. Sure all of you. Commandant Villa probably. in your pants. <laughs> Plan C. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've forgotten about that. So, I guess, yeah, you would be issuing the order to take the arms to Logan. So, Logan. <laughs> first off, little upset that he's even alive. 
But whatever, moving on. Okay, here we go. Um, so Logan would uh, would look at everyone and that's a really good uh, carry so far. Uh, it, he would kind of vaguely remember them, but the the details of his actual death, if you will, are kind of fuzzy. All he knows is the people he's with have been very very kind to him and treated him very well. So he has no reason to think. They've led him astray in any way, and he's going to help open this door and be a hero, because that's all Logan wants to do. Um, still working on the voice, David. Uh, <laughs> that's a sadly <laughs> accurate, Gary. Um, would, you, what, would Logan be saying anything, Gary, to his friend, Lorik, as he comes up, former friend, as he confiscates their weapons? Um, yeah, so uh, Lorik would go up, and um, he would uh, <laughs> take uh, Lorik's uh, weapon and maybe... Due to the human side of him still there, kind of maybe give a handshake, and upon contact, his brain would kind of like jolt, and he would remember Lorik and a few other people running away from him in a moment of need. But then it just like kind of just dis- disappears for a second, and it, but he, it leaves him a bit angry, but he is not sure why just yet. Okay. I should probably point out, I guess Gary's character, new character, Malcolm, would also be there with you. He was there. He's just hanging out quiet in the back. He's looking real intensely and not saying anything. He can't give a hand. Uh, Okay, so uh, I think Logan kind of takes the weapons or whatever. Commandant Vola comes up with her four stormtroopers. So this platform's quite crowded now and goes... Hello! I'm closer now. (laughs) She reintroduces herself with every step she takes. Open the door, all of you at once. Lorik, Gippy, and Logan. Together, turn the key. And no funny business. We're already spicing it up, eh? All right, well, I'll do whatever you want, my sweet. Let's all grab this rock-hard slab together. And someone put a gag. Logan, put a gag in this bowl of... I'm afraid that you might like that. (laughs) Gag? Well, all right. It keeps getting more interesting, my dear. <laughs> so Logan goes up and, and grabs the grabs, grabs key. the key. You feel a slight tingle uh, in your arm, I guess. Mm. Go on, do it. The guns are all pointed on you. Oh, yeah. Reaches back and touches it too. Reaches back, so you're looking somewhere. I'm looking. I imagine like there's a line door me Vola. So I'm looking at them, reaching uh, back. Okay, just the door. not breaking eye contact. Good. Uh, says Atros. Uh, you don't see him anymore, and then you see that he's just two inches tall on your shoulder. <laughs> he's reduced because he's just a projection, so he's just... And he's, like, hiding slightly behind his <laughs> neck so they don't <laughs> see him. That's how the Force works. He's a hologram. Oh, no, yeah, he's not in the Force right now. He's His oh, soul, his spirit that's is right, that's trapped. Right. But because he's being used to power, power this whole system, and he's such powerful Jedi... Just like my Pokemon... Uh, yeah, it's like a hologram projection, right? So yeah. he's like trying to be really stealthy, but there's a giant like beam of fucking light like shining <laughs> down from the projector. Yeah, but that's down. hiding behind Gippy right oh, now. Okay. So it's just that the actual floating droid is behind Gippy. He's enjoying the tingling sensations he's getting from touching this eleven-inch black rod. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Atros is Atros is about to say, "Look, be be careful, Luke. You'll have to get." In. And then I guess Gippy touches it. So with all three of you touching it. It shifts in another inch or so (laughs) into the door. And with that, the entire door, this massive metal door, begins to turn, rotating 90 degrees. (laughs) 
180 degrees. And as it hits 180 degrees, there's like a, a reverberation, which, which resounds throughout this entire place. Like a momentary pause as if other unseen mechanisms are engaging and then continues to turn. Or more correctly, the asteroid starts to turn around it. You guys, the platform you guys are on starts to rotate, swinging up into the air, even as all the other platforms on these walkways you guys see around you start to rotate in different directions. Will we be rotated off at any point, or are we rotating weirdly, around? Weirdly, your feet are still staking normally to the platform. It feels like each of these platforms has its own gravity, its own subjective gravity. Um, so you can see some people standing flat, like some of the stormtroopers back there are standing flat normally, but they, I guess they look like they're rotating up towards the ceiling to you guys and are just standing there. It's like this clock, which had been stopped, has now started, and all the different gears are beginning to move and rotate around, a whole mechanism springing to life, and whatever surface you guys are standing on seems to have the gravity for that. <laughs> which is bad news for this crowded platform you're on. One of the stormtroopers loses his footing, Let's out a Wilhelm scream. Ah! It goes like plummeting off into the darkness, and Steve Buscembot's limbs flail out. Ah, Jesus, Jesus Christ! He goes over the edge, pulling with him Gary's character Malcolm, and who else do I need to get rid of right now? I think that's it, and uh, Commandant Vola and the other stormtrooper all go falling off into this void, just plummeting. Ah! You, quickly, you quickly lose sight of him. Three stormtroopers are on this platform with you. Remaining, we have Gippy. Derek, Logan, Lorik, and the stormtroopers draw their weapons and get ready to fire. The platform's about 20 feet across by 20 feet, maybe the size of this living room here. Everybody give me a cool check. Yeah. Here we go. Oh my. Did you grab four? What what instrument? Yeah, Yeah. some type of cool trumpet. Okay, so cool trumpet. (gasps) I don't know if that does for initiative. I think it means you win it. So oh, immediately. So Derek rolled a triumph. You better roll for Logan as well. Logan. Danger. And Logan got one success. Lower got two success. Uh, Dam got one success. I got two success, but I also got two advantage. And I had one advantage, so I guess... Okay, so we're going to go Derek, Gippy, Lorik, Dam, and Logan. Stormtroopers. So they'll go right before Dam and Logan. Good. Okay, so since we just rolled initiative, I say we get these alcohols open. Yeah! Yeah, yeah. I think everyone wanted that maple. That guy's got it. Yeah. Bottle opener. <laughs> you guys want to pass around drink? Sure. Have access to whatever oh, we want. Yeah. Well, why don't we just leave? Okay, <laughs> great, great. So we have a beer and a cider. That's a fine idea. It's really warm for some reason. Well, it's been out. Well, yeah, I haven't refrigerated it. So. Right, but not like, but it's like, it's like heated warm. Like it's a... Uh, like a maple heat. Yeah. Mm. Great. I think give your candid opinions of it, too. Let people know if the brewery is producing good booze or not. I feel like I'm eating breakfast. Yeah, a hearty cabin breakfast. Like, like bread, yeah. bacon, and maple yeah. mixed together. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's strong, huh? You know what I 10%. like beer to taste like? Beer. Like... <laughs> Well, I didn't bring any of that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Tastes like a hearty lumberjack piss. Yes. <laughs> but I'm saying I like it. Um. Right, okay. So that, what you guys are tasting... That's a really aggressive thought to have in your brain. It is. It is, is a lumberjack piss. pissing into a cup and you having to drink it? Sorry. I was thinking directly... Star Wars! No, that's Star Wars. <laughs> so what you guys are tasting... What you guys are tasting is the... Uh, 
Brown ale brewed with yams, molasses, maple syrup, and spices. It does seem like too many things. Maybe just one of those things would be okay. Okay, so that's the brewery Autumn Maple Belgian Style Brown Ale. Uh, would you guys recommend this to others to drink? Yes, I love it. Mm-hmm. I, People I hate. To enemies. <laughs> <laughs> enemies exclusively. I like, I like it, It's but it's definitely a... In the right setting, like I like, yes. I like that you chose autumn themed stuff. It feels fun. It feels nice. But if someone's just like, "Hey, we're having like some different beers and we're just hanging out at the beach," this would not be the go-to. No, <laughs> yes. no. showing up with two bottles of that. Everybody, it's like it's a it's like a wine beer, right? It's like a sipping, yeah. yes, sophisticated beer. For sophisticates who like maple syrup flavored beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the, dis- the things that are in this, I would be more okay with if those were notes at the end of a whiskey. Mm. And not so much as primary Denny's flavors right. mixed into beer. Take the barrel they brewed this in, yeah. make whiskey. There you it, go. Yeah. That sounds good. Or maybe Denny's should form a partnership with the brewery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This could be like the Denny's Grand Slam. Yeah, exactly. The Grand Slam maple, <laughs> maple beer. So the, It is some eggs away from like... Yeah. yeah some, some hash browns and ketchup. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't give them ideas. So uh, the, the Volt Door suddenly opens up next to you guys as Derek you've got your chance to go this door is sliding open there are three stormtroopers who probably want to kill you and Logan who used to be your friend and ally but now seems like he may have been robocop by the Empire your move creep thanks for tuning in we'll be back again next week until then may the force be with you